How is it you have a six foot cable and you are fucking struggling to find an inch? Listen, if we had a dedicated podcasting room, this won't happen. We do have a dedicated podcast room. Apparently fucking not. <laughs> Zane needed a table. We don't have a dedicated podcast table. I buy everything else. Someone else can buy another fucking table. <laughs> Zane needed a table. You didn't see the new rack out there? No. Yeah. He put up a new, uh, he put up a new rack, so he had to take stuff off of another one to throw it on the new one. That's all. Because eventually, I'd like enough room that we get like a legitimate, like six foot table in here that we have room. All the hell you say. <laughs> or you could just check Josh out. Six foot table. Six foot table. That's crazy talk. Listen, I get those ones from work. Those are eight foot tables. They have the outlets in them and everything. Ooh. We could charge our phones while doing this podcast. Imagine the numbers you could put on a uh, eight-foot table. Oh, th- there's there's two outlets. We could put a fucking so rock. Pod. It would be a, yeah, it'd be a whole <laughs> podcast up. Hi, I'm Brian J.L. Glass, co-creator of the Mice Templar. Cadence Lark is furious, and the upcoming Brian J.L. Glass's Dark Spaces. And you're listening to Comic Book Rehab. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, Hi, Paul. All righty. So I'm joined here by Dave the Mad Hatter. Well, he's not that angry yet. He will be. Jimmy Kimmel, almost live. We'll see to that. And uh, just Josh. We did talk to pirate guys yesterday. Yeah. 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 They were there. Um, So are you are you uh, are you going to stick around for the whole show this time or? Yeah, I believe so. I mean. I mean, Jimmy, unless, unless Jimmy I see might the, the knock just, you off the chair so you can stretch signal, out again, but and then I have to uh, just get out of here and get a psychic massage or something. We 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 talked to actual psychics yesterday. They they said they don't give massages, so she <laughs> Jimmy just, tried. She's <laughs> just she's just crazy, dude. Well, I haven't seen her since, so well, I I think either she listened to the episode. I didn't listen to the episode. Did you leave that shit in the episode? Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, then she probably listened to it then. We, we make reference to the psychic massage constantly. Yes, but I, I figured it would just be an inside joke, but now that everyone knows the, the context, then yeah, that's she probably, I don't, she probably I don't listened know to if it. I left it in. So, she may- it's on Jimmy then for leaving it in, and we lost a, a, a listener. Oh, no, you know she's still listening to see what you're doing. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Because just, her, just her binoculars from the uh, bush outside your apartment don't have sound, <laughs> so she needs to hear your Why voice. Why would she need binoculars if she's psychic? Wouldn't she be able to just, like, astrally project and, and stalk me? Look, you have to be open one to of it. the shows that we did, the psychic asked where her table was. I'm like, <laughs> you're psychic, don't you know? True story. <laughs> All right, 
So Jimmy and I were at uh, the Keystone Comic Con yesterday in uh, Philadelphia, and uh, so we have some uh, new bumpers. The bumper that we have today would have been from my friend Brian J.L. Glass, who wrote Mice Templar and uh, other things, and um, he's going to talk about a new project that he has going on, so we have a little interview that Jimmy and I did so the sound quality is a little different because we recorded it on an iPhone. So this was this was new Through for a us. Microphone, so it, so hopefully everything uh, seems to sound pretty good uh, for kind us. Kind of breaking news. Uh, we are the first source that he is uh, given this news to. So yes, the, we're the very first um, podcast or anything that he's actually talked about this project. Uh, so we're gonna let the interview go. Hi, I'm Paul. You're listening to a little special interview with Brian, my friend. Brian J. Glass, this uh, we've been friends for I don't know what 10, 15 years, better. And uh, we we will tell this story when we get Brian in for a full interview. Uh, we we played match game together. It was delightful. So Brian has uh, he's written Mice Templar and uh, also Furious for Dark Horse, which was a great book. Um, and uh, he's going to talk about a new project that he has coming on called Dark Spaces. Yes, well, the official title with the trademark attached is Brian J.L. Glasses, Dark Spaces. It's a sprawling sci-fi fantasy horror epic. Uh, in movie parlance terms, it would be Imagine Star Wars as reconceived by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dark Spaces takes place in a seven-tiered universe called the Strata. It is uh, seven replicated dimensions stacked along the electromagnetic spectrum. Humanity has colonized these alternate dimensions. Uh, over the years, they've waged war against each other. And now, thousands of years later, the, the, the Strata has been unified under one vast corporate conglomerate called Comfort. Fed, the union of the combined federations. And under the tyranny are these six lead characters who, uh, they're all fleeing their past, they're all terrified of the future, they all carry incredibly dark secrets that relate to the hidden corners of the strata and the dark spaces universe. And uh, maybe together they can help each other heal and maybe as one, they can change the face of the strata. All right, really cool. And where will this be available for people to consume? It is being produced first as a webcomic at my website, brianjlglass.com. That's Brian with a Y, JL Glass, all as one word. And it will. I'm doing it in comic format, so there'll be comic-sized pages, not like a strip. There will be 22 pages per issue. The issues will have covers by comic industry heavyweights like Oming, my partner on Templar, uh, Victor Santos, uh, other friends from the indie from the indie biz. And uh, at the end of each uh, comic issue, I will also be listing the prose version for the people that don't follow comics, but reading short stories and books is the way that yeah, they go. There's, there's definitely people that only read novels and books and prose and won't touch comics because it doesn't keep their interest or they don't know where to look and all these other things. 
uh, but it's kind of cool that you're doing uh, both formats there. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, so it's a story that I really care about. It's the oldest story that I have ever developed. Uh, the primary tale I developed in the uh, early 90s, and it got majorly refined at the, shortly after 2000, but it contains uh, at least an element some minor, some major, from every single decade of my life. And so, and in some way, shape, or form, Dark Spaces is the, the biggest, oldest story that I've been developing forever. I love it. I love the characters. I think fans are really going to dig it. And to make it available in two completely different formats to uh, draw an audience and hopefully uh, people will come to love it as much as I do. Have you tried to put this out before at all or is this the first time to um, do any type of publishing, so to speak, with this? Uh, I decided that uh, when it was time to actually launch it, I didn't want it to come through a comic company where I would initially be signing away a percentage of my rights, potentially. And then I didn't want there to be only a five-issue miniseries that then the publisher decided, well, it didn't do what we hoped it would. And so the series just stops after one, one volume trade collection. Uh, I also, we're, we're in an industry where, because comics are considered a collaborative art form, uh, rightfully so, the, the artists on series, like writers and artists together collaborate to create not only the story, but then the visual look of that universe. And uh, I, I didn't want Dark Spaces initially to come out with an artist that I hired he does five issues for me. Uh, that's all he can do, or that's all I can afford to pay. And then from that moment on, he is forever linked to the project as a co-creator, when more than likely he was an artist that wasn't even born when I originally conceived the storyline. <laughs> so by, by putting it out in this form, it's BJLG's Dark Spaces, by doing it this way, I'm writing, I'm drawing it, I'm establishing right from the get-go that this is my baby. Uh, I, I, I'm giving it birth, I'm bringing it into the world, and then the door is open for other publishers, other collaborators, bring artists on, but at that point, they will all build off of the universe that I'm establishing right up front. Cool. Well, uh, as always, Brian, appreciate the time, and uh, we wish you well on this. We've got to get you in, do a full interview, talk about oh, all the goings-ons with all the other projects you have, because okay. you have a couple other projects going on. But we'll kind of we'll kind of focus everything on dark spaces now, because this will be the big yeah, that's the big we'll one. Throw a link in the description of this podcast. Yeah, well, we'll site, so, yeah. So uh, our listeners, whether it be three or ten, can uh, <laughs> get there and drive up your numbers a little bit. You mean three thousand? You guys are on your way to ten thousand, <laughs> then a million. That's a lot of rehab. Yeah, it's a lot of rehab. All right, thanks a lot, Brian. Take Thank care. you. Take care. All right, and we're back. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Dave's giddy. 
No, I'm just, he's a little I'm too happy. I'm laughing because you're probably going to leave that whole thing in there. Where he goes, <laughs> and then we're going to do the clap. See, you don't listen to it. I actually do edit these podcasts pretty well. The funniest one was when he went off on his tirade about, <laughs> you won't about, even, fucking you won't edit, even edit this out. He edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it as our cold open. <laughs> but he did edit it out of the spot where it was at. Because there's this big, like, uh, jump it was funny as hell i was in tears usually i can hide the jumps but that i'm like i want this intentionally to yeah so you, you could actually hear the cut so actually um back to brian's uh interview a little bit uh, i'm really interested in what he's going to do with it i like the I, idea uh, that he's going to do a prose format with yeah. it too because i'd like to see how he actually uh writes that um in, in yeah, and it, this form. is really a passion project for him. You can tell the way he talks about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. He, he's very impassioned about it. Um, I like the premise and the idea of it. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Planescape realm from uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Josh, yeah. you're familiar with that, where you can jump between the realms and you know go to different cities and adventure through. And and I, 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 I really, I'm interested to pick this up. Well, and the D&D &D and Adventures guys... You would actually really like my Templar if you read it. So right. it was it's um, it, it it's pretty good. But it, it, Brian really likes that kind of stuff. So yeah, you can actually uh, yeah. Tell. So uh, hopefully when we have him in for the full interview, uh, where we can get into some yeah, other I stuff. keep pressuring him every time I see him. He's and, like, I don't have anything new to promote. It's like, well, now you got now this, you buddy. Yep. <laughs> and we'll be what putting a link to that down below. Yeah, or? yeah, that'll be in the uh, in the description as long as Josh does that. I'll what am, what am I linking? I'll the remind interview? you. No, no, no uh, the, his, website. his website. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, sure. yeah. uh, it'll be on uh, Brian J. It'll, it'll go Glass. in the spot where the timestamps used to be. Listen. Sh shout I, out to the timestamps. I edit this motherfucker. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing timestamps as well. <laughs> listen, you don't listen to the podcast. You can listen to it and do timestamps. I, I could. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> See there. And there we have it. Now we're back. We, hey, we hey, hey, hey. Any listeners... Any listeners that that listen to the podcast, if you want to do the timestamps and send them to me, I can put them on the website. I'll credit you in every episode you do the timestamps on. I don't know what that that's worth, but your name will show up somewhere on a on a website no one ever visits. Yeah, there we go. And of course, we would have Dave do it, but you know, time, math it would be like math. Yeah, because was it last week when he mathed? Oh, it was terrible. It was horrendous. <laughs> Got it eventually. Oh man, <laughs> he went and did it. I was in tears. Oh was my goodness! Was this after I left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had. He, to we I did. We did a little math, and then Dave did his mathing, and it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> wasn't even close. And I was even in a good mood picking on Dave. Usually, I don't pick on Dave when you're not here because I have a whole table. And yeah, he has a big. Happy. So, so the big smile you see over here on Dave's face—that's what Jimmy looks like when you're not here. Just. <laughs> Just to let you know, that's. I, was I, I mean, hey, that, that makes sense. <laughs> he he lounges out like the Cheshire Cat, like hanging in a tree. That's true. True story. I think the week you weren't here, I said the only diff the only thing I needed now was like a recliner. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, eventually one day he's going to get a recliner, and like you're going to be perched on the shelf over there. Well, I mean, well, we, you we are small never, If we never get an actual studio, sure. We, we were actually going to put a kid's table for you. See <laughs> you across. We were, we were going to put you in, in the hallway. That way, you know, if we wanted to unplug you, we'd unplug you from the base. 
Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, some Comic comics this, this week. Uh, we do have some other interviews and, and things uh, coming up from the uh, from the con. So, uh, uh, Books that came out on? August 21st, 2019, the year of our Lord. <laughs> not that kind of podcast. No, it's not. Just because you look like Jesus. <laughs> no, I lost the. I well, lost you know the what they say in in AA anyway. You need to acknowledge a higher power. And speaking of higher powers, powers of ten. Number your segue three from nothing. That, Just that start talking good. about fucking comic books. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> All right. Um, I kind of skimmed through this, so I don't know oh, what the hell's going on. You read three books and didn't even actually read them. <laughs> to be fair. No, this one wasn't what I read. I was trying to read this while I don't look interview. forward to reading this book. Because there's too many words? Well, no, it's just, it's, it's completely different okay. than the other book, but you have to read them both. You do because, in well, in this one here, it's... And we're I'm not too, starting I'm, with year one, right? We're starting no. we year one thousand and no, no there's year one hundred. Year one hundred. That that's this that's, that's all it is. Yep. Like they're not jumping yep. between other there's timelines no in this, this one. one. And so what are they doing in the beginning here? Are they trying to manipulate the mutants? Or? No, 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 they no, are, this, these are mechanizing the humans. Yes. The many humans. This guy is like a oh. prophet who was human and then accepted the mechanized gift and he's kind of preaching to the masses and they hand him a baby that gets mechanized and saying this is you need to accept this gift and and, and cast off your humanity um so like a baptism yes kind of yeah yeah um yeah. and then that's when uh the x-men show up right um and they what they're happens? none too happy about this yeah they they start uh smashing well, up we the have place. our charts don't forget the charts. Yep. <laughs> I completely gloss over those. It just shows who's alive. Yeah, at, but then and who are the four and who's, who's descended from who? And uh, yeah, yeah. So, they, they but start... we get into with uh, Nimrod then. Yes, but... Nimrod. Uh... Nimrod Prime. Yeah. Um, he sends uh. What well, red he, girl? He, he's kind of ignoring she, it. Is at she first. Rasputin? No, no, Rasputin's an X Men. Rasputin's the other red guy. No, that's... No, she's the one with the sword. Right. Okay. But he seems annoyed. Yes, that's she, Rasputin. She, Red Girl shows up and is like, hey, we got some X-Men doing some shit. And, and they're Nimrod's attacking. kind of annoyed. He's like, go take care of it. Well, so, no, he, he's like, blow it off. But, it, you know, she's trying to force his hand. Like, she, he's like, we need to look into this. And he's like, eh, it's not that big a deal. They can't really do anything. They're only prolonging their, you know, the inevitable. And she's like, no, we need to go. And then he's like, oh, okay, go ahead. So she goes to address it. Um, meanwhile, there's like a recon team that's made up of uh, Krakoa, uh, Logan, and, and Apocalypse. And they're breaking into some sort of archive that the machines have. But apparently well, it, it sets off an alarm. What, 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 the, what the other two, Rasputin and Preacher, what they're <sighs> doing is causing a distraction for them to get into where they need to get to this, <clears throat> this data. Right. Um, and, and that's what Wolverine's trying to do, right? Right. He, yeah. He's with Apocalypse. He's trying to retrieve the, uh, and Krakoa, and they're trying to retrieve when Nimrod first came online so they can go, they, they, they can do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're, they're just collecting information. Right. And the, 
what the original mission was was to find where this information was and that's why they all knew it was a suicide mission but we find out why they don't care right because right. the big reveal at the end is Moira is still there Moira is so yeah he gets they, this like he, data crystal and jams it into her and then uploads the data to her brain then he kills her to restart the cycle right and that's where it probably kicks off into uh a life number 10 yes which, which would be year 1000 yep so well no, well no, no. year 1000 is going to be part of a timeline so right year 1000 isn't how part... many lives did she have was it 10 this is the ninth one this that is yeah the but Oh, we don't know yet. No, no, ten, maybe eleven is what she was prophesied, prophesied. to have. Okay. Because so, we had that discussion last week yep. with it, where they're not infinite. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was that she was gonna be because she doesn't reincarnate. She resets the timeline basically. until, until her, her mutant abilities kick, kick in. in. So if she gets killed when she's so she's it, she was gonna get killed when she was younger. Yeah. Before her mutant ability kicked in which is that's why yeah so the 1000 year that's kind of that's the new thing like okay where does that come from is that after house of x you know or you know where does this fall in the time yeah because i think i think the reason she's in that like sarcophagus sort of thing is maybe suspended animation because she well, can't yeah, she can't age this far she would die of old age yep it's uh apocalypses so then yeah. the next one is house of x three Yes. That's next yeah. week. And then no, four. House of X should be on four, shouldn't it? No, no this one came out. No, we're not on goon number. It, uh, it's in the back of the book where it says uh, it was one, then one, two, then two, then powers of three, house of, house of X three. Then we get another house of X four. And then it then goes, it, back, then it goes and back and forth. Okay. I don't know why they did that way, but sure. Well, most likely because there's more explanation of her lives in the next one and you needed this, so. Okay. Sure. This this was good. I, I'm in, this is the first one of these I truly enjoyed reading because it didn't jump all over the place. I actually liked the the Moira thing at the end. It's like, oh, okay, that's why they're making her a big. You yeah, know, I mean, this one made more sense than the last two, yeah. and I'm hoping that that continues to be the trend where the more we get, I mean, obviously that should be the case, but um, I'm dig I'm digging I'm digging this a lot. This whole X Men thing. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I'm on board with it. I really enjoy where they're going with it. Um, I hope they after this is gone, after Hickman's off of this, and they 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 reboot everything. I hope the quality that we got in like the last twelve issues of the Uncanny and what we're seeing in this just rolls over. You do know they're relaunching Excalibur. Yes, I do. With Teeny Howard. Yeah. I never really bought the Excalibur. It was mainly X Men. Yeah, nobody bought Excalibur. I hate that book. <laughs> Do I need to yell at the other old guy for hitting shit? <laughs> God. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Princess. Hi, hi Dave. <laughs> I'm going to do Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool number one. So we kick this off with Spider-Man and Deadpool being chased by Spider-Man's rogue gallery. Because apparently Deadpool wanted to throw Spider-Man a birthday party. Yeah. And Peter Spider-Man's like, it's not even my birthday. Well, I don't know your secret identity, so I just did it. 
but why did you invite all my enemies, Spider-Man says. Like, well, I figured one of them knew, knew like, friends of yours. But at least the rhino brought a gift. <laughs> so, Spider-Man pretty much chews him out. He's like, you need to go see a you, friend of mine. Well, you need to see help. See yeah. help. Not once a week, you know. That they're going to pat, pat you on the head. No, you need, like, teams of people. Um, And he gives him... Uh, John Jameson's card. John Jameson's card. Yep, for uh, for Ravencroft. Ravencroft. So uh, finally, he's like, "Do you know what?" After a few weeks of not get, getting any response from Spider Man or anything like that, he does. He goes to Ravencroft, and it's creepy as fuck because it's, it's like run down, run down, and gets no reception at the front door. All while wearing the gift that Rhino got, which is a Rhino hoodie with, with a, a Rhino horn. horn. But he he starts looking around for the doctors and stuff, and he finds down in the lower cells the cult of Carnage. Yes, like Carnage the- himself is there. It's it's uh, Carnage Werewolf by Night. It, it's Carnage Itsy Bitsy. It's it's a whole bunch of people just Carnageized. Um, and he kind of like bolts. Well, he antagonizes them, and finally he. Uh- he get he gets out. Um, at one point, he throws a bunch of silverware in the microwave because he knows it's gonna explode. Because he he went there with no guns or knives. Yep, yep. So uh, he's able to blow up part of the institution and get away. And, and Carnage is pissed. Carnage is gonna take it out on. Uh, well, he wasn't happy with uh, Jameson to, to begin, begin with, with. Um, and he's like he's about ready to kill him. And he's like. Listen, how did how did I know he was going to show, show up dressed like, like a unicorn? He's like, well, actually, it's a rhino costume. But he's like, uh, but, you know, you're kind of right. And he's like, what do you mean I'm kind of right? He's like, he, he's held every symbiote. Well, he, he's the only one to hold four at the same yeah. time. He's like, he he is a unicorn. He's like, so I need Because the, the codex in his spine would be unlike anyone else. Right. And he says, now we need a get him and kill him for a couple reasons because he's a unicorn and i really just don't like him this This was was good this was excellent this uh Uh, i really think this might be my pick of the week this was uh for a long time but no not not quite there but excellent book uh can't argue it but uh from one deadpool book to another hi i'm jimmy hi Hi, Jimmy. jimmy Uh, this is Deadpool Annual Number One, uh, written by Dana Schwartz, uh, art by Riley Brown, who is probably one of my favorite Deadpool artists. The art in this was super good, and oh, the cover. Come on, that might be sure. my favorite cover in a long time. I don't think that's the first. Time I don't I've think seen... it's as good as the preview of the cover from Kill Crew Two, though. No, no. Um, but I, I feel like I've seen Deadpool on a unicorn. Yeah, I have Pegasus. them on my. I have them on my. Uh, okay. Playmat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, this was uh, this is apparently a series of annuals they're gonna be do doing called Acts of Evil. Um, I was gonna ask that because I've taken notes that popping up, but I'm only seeing them in the annuals. Yeah, so I think the next one's a She-Hulk annual. So yes, I, I think this is where you come into like. How are we getting annuals for books that we don't have going on? This is uh, this is why we're getting them. So uh, it starts with Deadpool in an arcade, um, 
playing vaccination station where his job is to vaccinate kids who have parents that are idiots. Yes, anti-vaxxers. I called you an idiot. Come and now we bro. know where uh, Jimmy stands on the vaccination issue. <laughs> what? With common sense? I know, right. And knowledge and science? I'm not disagreeing. He gets a letter in the mail from a kid who, uh, who yeah. asks him to help with his nightmares. And when he shows up, the kid was like, oh, I sent, you know, two or three hundred letters to Squirrel Girl. And but I guess, you answered. Yeah. Um, um, so he's like, do you know what, kid? I'll, I'll help you out. So he breaks into uh, Sanctum Centaurum and... He uh, he steals the amulet of Agamotto, which will take him to the nightmare realm. But he has to die first, which he figures he just, out. He just jumps off the building and enters the nightmare. Which nightmare's been popping up a lot. He was he's he was in uh, he's in the Loki book right now. Yeah, he yep. he was in uh, the uh, no no road, road home. home. Um, there yeah. was a couple other ones that he popped up um, in. Too. I'm he pretty sure he's in War of the Realms. War of the Realms because they had the was it the nightmare book that tied into the, or the. Uh, Sleepwalker book that tied into that. Yes. So yeah, he's been popping up a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, which is weird, but sure. So we get to see kind of the nightmares throughout history, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, but he finally gets to where he needs to be, which is this kid's nightmares, and he kind and nightmares like yeah, the nightmare this kid's afraid of isn't of my doing. And he sees well, this kid, uh, his he has ne- neglectful parents, so he's always watched by. Either a baby this high, this or high school neighbor. girl or this this old guy. Which is the neighbor. And when uh, Deadpool looks into it, he sees the neighbor and very creepy kind of tones of, hey, don't tell our secret and stuff like this. And Deadpool's like, okay, I know what I need to do. So he cuts the amulet off, wakes up, and he goes and does what Deadpool does. <laughs> and... Uh, pretty much, I, I don't think he kills him, but he kicks nope. the shit out of him. Yep. Um, and he's like, "Kid, you owe me seven bucks because he promised his allowance." Yeah, and, and uh, I guess he ties him up for the authorities to show up or whatever. And then Doctor Strange shows up and demands he gives back the amulet. Um, and this random couple's like, "Oh, uh, can you do a uh, bir- children's party? Children's party, Mister Magician?" He's like, "I'm not a magician. Like, I'm just leaving here." Because uh, they're in Connecticut, so it's yeah. a very uh, gated community, kind of entitled community, but this was good. It was a fun book. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, with, uh, but yeah, uh, I'll check out some of these Acts of Evils. Uh, the She-Hulk one looks pretty good. Cause I yes, think, it does. Uh, Bullseye being the main protagonist. In that. Which we're seeing him pop up a lot lately, too, because... He's in Valkyrie number two. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. I didn't do the hi, I'm Jimmy, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, did I? I think you did. He did. Um, I don't know. I drink a lot. Memory seems to be a problem. And Art, then you drove Art me down this book, here? Art <laughs> no, this book was, drink um, was amazing. You read this, Dave? I did. Art in this is... The a, art is, is, is fantastic incredible. in this book. Um, this is being... This is, again, written by Jason Aaron and Al Ewing, which, I mean... Why the fuck aren't you reading it then? <laughs> right, because um, artist is Cafu, and does a fucking wonderful job. Oh, um, dude, that was creepy as fuck. What? That? Yes. So <laughs> what happened last time was uh, Bullseye ended up stealing Brunhild's uh, dragon fang, her dragon fang sword. Um, she he used it to stab Heimdall. So uh, we pick up with that fight and. Uh, Jane is, you know, beating up uh, Bullseye, 
he's he just says, hey, look, I really like this sword because, you know, any weapon I get my hands on is going to be used to kill people, but this one is made to kill people. It was made for me. Um, she gets the upper hand on him, but then uh, the horse ends up, like, hoofing her in the head because if you have the sword, the, the horse obeys your commands. He ends up stabbing Heimdall yet again, and uh, she stops fucking around and basically crushes his wrist, so he drops the sword. Uh, but then Heimdall begins falling off of the building they're standing on, and he's going to die from the fall, so she has to jump down and turn the, the her all-weapon... Well, the all-weapon turns into whatever she needs, so if she needs yeah. wings, it turns into wings. If she needs... Um, she turns it into like a... Uh, a sword, it turns into like a sword. Kind of like a whip, and it wraps around his leg, and she stop, he stops him from hitting the ground uh, before... But, he gives her a speech about how, because she's trying to save him. He's like, sometimes you need to let go. Right. Um, you, you know, Lady Jane understood that. Does the Valkyrie. Right. And she actually, I guess Brunhild's watching over her during all of this, but she realizes that she needs to stop referring to the sword as a sacred weapon. It's the last piece of Brunhild that exists in the mortal world. Right. And she, she realizes she, that she, yeah, she instead of to get trying, a, she trying to, get, to it, get it back yeah she wants to get it back in the same way she wants to get Brunhild back but she has to real, she has realized that you know she's not getting her back so he she ends up using the all the all weapon becomes like a glove like a gauntlet and she just punches the sword and it shatters it um because it'll hit as hard as she needs it to hit yep and uh breaks the sword and um the cops are suddenly right there and they arrest bullseye um and then uh, Heimdall's dying, and, and he's like, look, I know you're Valkyrie. You're meant to take me to Valhalla, but I've, I've seen, seen everything. I want to see something I haven't seen before. I want to see what happens to people that don't go to hell or to Valhalla. Take me to there. And she's like, all right, we're going to take a journey into mystery. And they have the horse now, so he dies, but his like golden celestial form, I guess, is going to be going on weird and, Adventures, with- yeah, to the unknown. So, this is awesome. I love this. is This is my pick of the week. The, the, this was really good. I'm like, I'm surprised at how good this is. But with Ewing and Aaron on it, I, it's an all star. I mean, the art is amazing, and the writing. I mean, it's not the best book that either of those guys are writing, but it's still fantastic. Yeah, it, it's done very well. It's very enjoyable to read. Um, I would recommend it. I don't have it on my pull list, but I've been picking it up with the issues that are coming out. I mean, I'll have to catch up on it. If you like the Deadpool annual cover, you got kind of similar stuff going on in the next issue's cover. It's yeah. not a rainbow or a unicorn, but either way, I, I'm really digging this book. All right. <clears throat> Did you read this one? Yep. Yep. All right. Another book that you're digging there, Mr. Josh. History of the Marvel Universe, number two, written by Mark Wade. Still wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, this this is fantastic. Although there was something in here that made me wonder if something was kind of retconned a little bit. Might have been the subby. Oh, um uh, Blade. I don't was this what happened? I don't I don't remember this happening originally. I don't know enough about Blade Lord. I mean, it, hey, Bla- it, again, all Tuma the Dracula back number material 10 is annotated is annotation. So did you can cross reference say it. you can cross reference all of this so, all of this is is cited and sourced no, and i didn't i didn't look yeah, yeah so, but it was some it seemed to be somewhere else yeah because tomb of dracula 10 is is uh blade's first appearance 
but it's not and his it's, origin. Uh, yeah, 17s were Dracula When a vampire bites fed him. on a pregnant woman while she was giving birth, enzymes transferred to the surviving infant, making him a dampier, a being affected by the vampire's bite, but not converted one. By age nine, Eric Brooks began his lifelong quest to destroy vampires. By adulthood, he learned the name. He earned the name Blade from his prophecy with bladed weapons. Tomb of Dracula, number 13 from 1973, and 58, number 58 from 1977, yeah. apparently, is I think that's where he's a little, from. A little a little different than when it first came, but uh, everything it, else it, in here. Honestly, this was probably the original origin, and then they retconned that right. for like the new stuff, and then this is just calling back to the original. Because it sounds of... close enough to the origin story that I remember for Blade. Like I don't, I don't remember that it was Donald Frost that you know Deacon bit the mother. Deacon Frost, sorry. Yeah. Um, but. But this that book does is, sound close enough. This book that is it's... incredible. I mean, if you're if you're like an old head comic book fan and you really dug sort of the Paul. the other st- the like you know the this Silver is Age the golden stuff. age. No, this it's is golden all gold. age. I this mean, is it's all golden age because we get into amazing. at the end of this where we're leading into is we're leading into the with the end here with the Fantastic Four sneaking onto the rocket ship. Uh, but, we're yeah, leading into the Silver Age. Like I don't know if you guys caught it through the whole thing. You got Steve Rogers progressing along the bottom of the pages. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, until he becomes Captain oh, America. Oh yeah, I loved that stuff because um, it was it was just yeah they were going through the timeline. What I'm wondering if is if they're going to retcon, or I mean keep it sort more modern with Captain America and just having him being frozen until the modern age, whereas previously he was frozen well, gonna, for like what twenty years. Yeah. When he first came out. Um, well, I don't know. We're getting into so it. So, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm wondering which version of Cap. I mean, they get. even they even say what happened with Namor and why yeah, he and was walking around like a bum and stuff yeah. when he gets yeah. found in uh, FF. Which plays right into the va- Invader storyline that we're going through right now. Yep. So. Yeah, so I mean, if you, I mean, yeah, like I said, if you're an old head and you like that, you miss the old stuff, this is kind of a, a trip through memory lane and it's, I mean, it can't get any better than this. And yeah, if you're can. someone that the next one, well, I'm just saying, like the, the whole silver. series, yeah. it can't get any better than this. And if you're someone that that wants to get into Marvel and you you want to find out more about the real origins of your, of your of your favorite characters, and not what the movies tell you, yeah, this is perfect because not only do you get to read about what you know their their original origins, but there are annotations in the back, and you can use that as like a starting point to. Dive this is kind of like the cliff notes of. Uh, you know, These the are Marvel sexy history. cliff notes. It's definitely, it's definitely. These are sexy um, fucking cliff notes. But what I like with, with the annotations, most of the comics that they're annotating, that they're referencing here, you can go online and read. Yeah. So, you know, if if you're one of the newer people that got into comics just because of the movies, you can, go, like you said, go back and read the ones that are inspiring these movies. This is, this is shaping up to be like one of my favorite things Mark Wade's ever done. In in the grand scale of it, I mean, I like I mean, a lot of I like a lot of things Mark has done. Yeah, I, I, but I, I mean, this lot. this is like a labor of love, and it's oh, absolutely. I, and we said this from on the first one. There's nobody, nobody better else suited, more qualified than him. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool beans. Anything else? Guardians of the Galaxy number eight. We find some things out. We do find we shit find out. A whole lot of that. Oh, we. Uh, I love the beginning of this rocket stuff. Well, um, funny story, I, I went to read this and I must have flipped my tablet. I didn't realize it skipped down, so I got only got picked up at the part where Peter comes in. Like, I didn't get the whole Groot rocket thing at first. And I'm like, 
man, that was a short book. And I started flipping back. I'm like, damn, I missed like half the book. Okay, so uh, this starts off with uh, Moondragon trying to get into Rocket finding out what's going on. He's like, don't get in my of head. Of course, creative team, Donny Cates and Corey Smith on art. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we, we see the beginning of Rocket. Yeah, he was uh, actually engineered as a... Uh, well, no, he was he was there for... He was a regular raccoon as like a service animal. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was, yeah. yeah. Like a planet of... He was there to comfort As he refers people. to it, he was soft. Yeah. Back before he was enhanced or changed, but, but, he, um, he, but his first his first owner or first person he was assigned to was the only person that was ever nice to him. And after that, shit just hit the fan. Well, they abandoned the planet and the, they, the machines took over. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then when the machines couldn't handle anymore, they engineered the soft bunnies and raccoons to uh, kind of tend to the inmates. And pretty much, he goes through his his, 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 his entire his rocket history, which is great. And uh, what we find out is why did Rocket disappear? It's because his body's starting to reject all the mechanics. And uh, so he wanted to kind of go off and well, die he, in he peace. Well, he knew something was wrong, and the rest of the team just thought it was to, it, all the I don't know that it's did. like mechanical upgrades. He was just like... No, I think... I thought it was said in here. Whatever the, the machines did to yeah, him, his exactly. body's says whatever, it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. say specifically he was like cyborged. He was just made bipedal. And now he's reverting back to his soft form. Um, Which, well, he would die because raccoons don't live that long. Right. Yeah. Um, and. But he, him and Groot have a. I mean, an well, amazing. Groot family. goes off on him. Because he's like, you know, we're family. You know, you don't do this family. He's like, you don't get it. He's like. I didn't do this to you. I didn't want you to see me like this. I didn't want you to And then Groot tells him, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he asks if he can just die in peace, and Groot's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm already going to help you, but I need to change. And he's going to change. And he's got a Optimus Gundam suit. Some Optimus Prime little Gundam thing. Yeah, he's going to turn into Optimus Prime. And then we get back to the life... Life Church, Church yeah, of Church. Truth, Church yeah. of Truth, Universal Church of and Truth. And get probably one of the the funniest scenes this week is when Cosmo meets <laughs> Cosmo. Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Uh, that he, was hilarious. And he rolls on his back. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, uh, I'm honored, Space Knight. You show your belly to no one." Because he rolls onto his back, yeah. and it's like, "Oh my!" God. And then everyone's everyone's looking on like, oh, "Fucking space, space dogs." dogs. <laughs> so um, Peter's, Peter's dad, dad is explaining everything, and, and we get the cocoon again. And he's like. Every time you bring, that's not Warlock's cocoon, which I, they do say, isn't that Magus's cocoon? Yeah. Okay. Well, they they well, do explain well, that. Well, he too. says every time you bring back Adam Warlock, yeah, you know what happens. You know he gets. He's like, well, that's where you're wrong. We're not bringing back him. him. Wouldn't wouldn't Peter know the difference between Adam and Magus's cocoon? Probably not. Oh. It's like, Peter. Okay, sure. That's <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. And there's not just one. He goes, yep, we're not bringing him back, and there's not just one, and there's literally just an entire fleet floor filled with... It looks, it looks like aliens. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the hive and aliens, yeah. This was fucking excellent. I mean... This was good. good. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, this. The way uh, Kate's mixed the humor in with the dogs, right, with all the heavy-hitting stuff with Rocket. The, 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 the 
the, the, the backstory or the breakaway from everything else going on the story phenomenal. with the rocket stuff was great. It gave enough, it. you know, it this is my pick of the week. This is your pick of the week? This is my pick of the week. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Seriously, I enjoyed this the most out of all the books. It, it did. I mean, just the way he mixes it, like, it was, you, you it had was that a really heavy, heavy, heavy scene in the in Yeah, the you have all part. the heavy stuff, and then you have that little just break, so it's just not all laid on you for where, like Josh said, funniest part of any book this week. Yeah. No, you know what? And then you get it's, to His writing style reminds me of the better Marvel movies and that they're always kind of quippy and there's there's the right amount of humor in them but, but then there's does, like some serious shit that goes down too and it's never shoehorned in there right so yeah this was this was excellent um surprise Donny Cates writes a book and it's a pick of the week for two on, on our our podcast <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no other, other listen are you guys trying to start a rivalry here yes no. okay no no he is I am. <laughs> yeah, well, but listen, he's an antagonistic bastard, so it, it, he's not wrong. No, the internet doesn't like Donny Cates because he's good. Because he's good, and it's cool to hate things that everyone else likes. That that's what the internet is. It's why people think Tom King sucks as a writer, and we will even though the, the fucking room filled with Eisners says otherwise. B- believe it or not, we will uh, address that in a later book. Yeah, but the Eisners don't really? matter. The rehabbies matter, but the Eisners don't. How many True books, story. How many, did you, how many books King did you see? That. How many books did you see nominated for Eisner's that you never even fucking heard of? It was half the list. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, We're they don't mo- matter. Listen, Tom King told us that he he liked our award better. Exactly. That means you know what we need to do. We need to make an award for him. If he Ready? if we ever get an in store signing with him, I will absolutely that we can get, get a trophy like, for that's him. That's a physical. Did he win any? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Miracle. Okay. Mr. Mr. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. All right. So, your turn. Yeah, do that. I'm not done with it. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man City at War, number six. Uh, by uh, Dennis Hopeless Hallam. Uh, pencils by Michelle Bandini. Uh, this is the conclusion of the City at War um, book. This again followed right along with how the how the game went. Uh, Dave, if you want to avoid spoilers, uh, ear earmuffs. <laughs> You're never gonna let me borrow the game, and I'm probably never gonna buy it. So, um, this so it picks up right with Doc Ock taking over Oscorp Tower, um, and he has the um, the antidote for this virus, and. Peter makes it back to feast as Spider-Man, but he's pretty much out of it. After he wakes up, you know, MJ's like, listen, you know, you know, your Aunt May's not doing well. She doesn't have very long to live unless we got the antidote. And uh, he takes off to confront um, Doc Ock. In the meantime, May wakes up and says, you know, you're really good for him. And reveals that she's no, she's pretty much always known that Peter is Spider-Man. Uh, after the battle at Oscorp Tower, uh, Peter's able to get the um, in an in an upgraded suit. So there's this is the final suit that you have to collect shit throughout the game. Uh, they didn't do that in the book, but he creates a new suit. He takes down Doc Ock, uh, takes the antidote back, and what they find out is the one dose can be 
uh, reverse engineered to make an antidote for everyone in the city. Um, but they need the whole amount, and Aunt May doesn't have that time, so he needs to make the decision to save thousands or save Aunt May. And he he's gonna do it, but he's like, you know, I can't be selfish like that. And Aunt May said, "Take take off the mask. I know it's you, Peter." Says her piece and passes away. That seems to be a reoccurring theme in Spider-Man, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that Aunt May knows that, that he's Aunt Peter May all knows that. whenever it's convenient yeah. to make it, you know. Dramatic. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, so uh, the last scene of this one uh, is at Aunt May's gra- grave. Uh, flips ahead a few months, and Miles reveals that he now has spider powers, and Peter's like, oh, me too. Um, what this doesn't do is um, the game teases Venom in it. Uh, so that's the end of the book. The game actually, uh, Harry Osborn's messed up pretty good. And he's kind of in a cryogenic chamber type thing. And Norman's there tending to him. And he puts his hand up to the glass. And this black substance kind of mirrors his hand. That wasn't in the book. Um, And then this is going to be continued with the same writing team as uh, Spider-Man Velocity. Uh, Like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of the add-on stuff. Which is going to be cool because I didn't get through all the add-ons. So it might be some new stuff. But this was solid. If you haven't played the game... And like Spider-Man, this is a must-pickup. This is a very good story. So, if they're going to do the add-ons in Velocity, do you think that might hinder, like, ruin the game experience for you reading it? Or you think it No, because there's so many side missions. I mean, God, I, I, have, I have a lot to do yet in that game. I have the main story finished, but there's a lot of side missions and stuff like that that you get to see some of his other rogues so, gallery. So, like, if somebody read this... And then picked up the game. You don't think it would affect gameplay at all? No, because I don't think there's enough details in it to kind of make it easier. You still have to play through the game. Now you'll have the basis, basic plot of the game. Right. Um, so obviously uh, it would spoil that Also the game bit. plays extremely well. Yeah. Like it's the first good Spider-Man game since like Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. Uh, honestly... Um, anyone that gets the game, the first thing you need to do is unlock the whole island. With there's these uh, uh, radio towers that you need to get back online to get the whole map up and running. But just to be able to like fly through the city and do all that, it's pretty accurate. Except for Freedom Tower isn't there because they couldn't get the rights for it. So it's just uh, it's that's where the Avengers Tower is. It takes okay. its place. But no, it's it's awesome. Um, I mean, just to have the free range of. The island, so yeah, I'll do the next. Do that next, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan number eight. This was good. This felt like. Uh, do you ever watch Adventure Time? Yes. There's an episode where they do Floop the Pig. Yes. This was Conan the Barbarian floops the pig for like the first half of this book. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I I gotta admit I. I love Conan, but like this first half where it's like, oh, it's so dramatic, and we get twelve pages of them playing cards. Like this is this is the opposite of Conan. Give me some fucking Conan. But shit. it was done well. It was done. It was done pretty well. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, but, and um, I didn't even realize it was like twelve pages. It's I think it's more than twelve. It isn't until it isn't until page fourteen that he pulls out his sword. But it actually shows depth to Conan's character. A little bit, yeah. Um. But then we get Conan in doing, doing Conan, Conan things. things. And um, 
he ends up he ends up basically winning this card game up until the point the other guy's playing against says, look, rather than taking all these winnings, I'm going to double or nothing and you can get my entire fortune if we if you win another hand. Well, he ends up losing and he has to pay the price of the guy that he was in this bet with. Um, and, you know, he says, oh, I'm going to pay it in blood or whatever. Uh, but then um, he gets, he begins, like, just killing everybody. He kills the guy he's playing against. He kills a bunch of these guards. But then they end up stabbing him in the in the side with a spear, and they throw him into... Uh, the Pit of Losers, I think? Or the, Debtor's Pit, I think. Yeah, the Debtor's, debtor's Lounge. Um, full of skulls and, and old weapons. They throw him his sword for some reason. Um well, because they feel that he, you know, even if he has it, he's yeah, not going to beat I mean, this thing. Why give the guy that just took out a dozen fucking people a weapon? Like, I mean, you're. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's your basic. It's Chekhov's sword. So, Come on. picks up the sword, and he realizes that uh, you know they're talking about this this other thing that's down there, this horrible creature, and we get to see a, a giant dog man. Um, so this is probably going to play out like the scene. In that solo movie where he meets Chewbacca for the first time, they're going to become great friends. No, that's not going to happen. But uh, it might. It might. Um, he made friends with the lion. Well, that's true. Maybe that's what happens. Um, happen. Either way, this this was good. Um, yeah. I don't think there's been a bad Conan book besides the, other uh, than the Age un- of. That wasn't bad. The Exodus one? No. No. Belit and Valeria. Oh, though yeah. Those haven't been good, but Conan isn't in those books, so yeah. his name's on it. That's about it. Alrighty. Um I guess Did you finish it? I did. Daredevil. Number ten. Uh, so Chips are, is it just you and me? I read it. Nope. Oh, you read it too? Uh new artist. Um Chip Zdarsky and is it uh that, they don't have it on the first page. Fucking Fornis or Fornays. Uh, the new uh, artist? Jorge, yep. Uh, yeah, Jorge Fornis. He sucks. I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> 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 That's what keeps this from being my pick of the week is the art. It is a step back from what the art was. Sure. Story-wise, story I thought this was great. Story-wise, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought um, this was good. Um, but the art, like... I don't know if I would put it on as a pick of the week because of the... And, and the art sort of deters a little look i maybe, i i like the art i think maybe the the colorer probably could have done a better job because everything's very flat there's a lot of flat coloring yeah. um i think with some more not as flat coloring it, it probably would have been a lot better i think the colorer just didn't fit this artist but i did like the art and i like the story too this is a good book so when all of the signals are going off with him with the raised heartbeats and all the other uh chatter and everything yep. in the background did you figure out that this was going to turn into being a coup against cole yeah oh yeah the, for sure okay. all right um i mean especially which, after what happened in the first issue or in the previous issue yeah yeah and um yeah but this was great and then having surprise surprise electra show up at the end was a nice uh that was yeah, a nice little yeah, surprise so, at the end. Uh, the whole point of the story is the brother of the guy that Matt killed uh, was arrested again. And him being the pro- probation officer, he got a call on this. He talked to him and the guy's like, listen, the way the streets are right now in the kitchen, he goes, 
I need a pack of gun. He's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I was packing, but I, I'm not on drugs. I'm not doing any drinking. I, I listened to you there, but he's like, I'm not going out, not being protected. Meanwhile, throughout the city, there's a bunch of distractions going on. Yeah. Uh, the Owls people are pretty much taking out things, and we find out why. Uh, it's to set up the coup against North, and they got him. They pretty much have him cornered until Matt gets away and takes out the others. And he's like, listen, here, here's a gun. You tell them that I did this. He said, it's not going to solve your problems, he said, but... It'll buy you time. It'll buy you time. Um, but in the meantime, he's, his uh, his client, he now sees that, hey, Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and he's like, what? last thing he says to him was, I'm so sorry. Uh, he goes to the roof, and that's when Electra shows up. Yep. So, interesting. Uh, the other note is uh, the bookstore of What's-Her-Face was burnt. Yeah, and mm. a rival family lit it on fire, and well, she ran down. No, it was Al's people. I think yeah. It was part of the distraction. Yeah, I think. it was yeah. part yeah. of the distraction, yep. Uh, this is, again, another solid It was really good. Book. Yeah, really liked it a lot. All righty. Is there anything mm. else Marvel-wise? Marvel Comics Presents number eight. 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 Yeah. Um, I don't have this in front of me, so I'll have to kind of remember it from... Um, memory here which isn't the best but uh the main Let's, story what did what did you drink yesterday <laughs> do you remember that a mouthwash size <laughs> a mouth yes yingling was there at the con yesterday they were and we he tried to buy oktoberfest yingling oktoberfest they would not sell it to us because it was only there for samples the sample size was literally that big in a little cup. What do you want me to do about it? I, I want you to talk to people. <laughs> you work in Pottsville. Yeah. Listen, yeah. just because I go on my lunch break for a smoke and come back with a case of wine doesn't mean I know people. <laughs> Sounds like you know people. So uh, I, I guess they dropped the whole fucking years thing with this book all of a sudden because I don't know when this is supposed to take because none of them have years attached to them like all the other ones have. Um, but it picks up right where the last one left off and Logan tells his daughter, like, listen, you're my daughter. We need to solve this. I don't want you spending your whole life, you know, having to deal with this demon. He said, because you're going to live for a really long time. So he's like, I need you to open up a portal into hell and I'll go in. Well, he goes in and, of course, she goes in with him. Uh, they fight off some some of the demons, and she's like, I can, I, I can sense it. He's like, oh, you can sense uh, the truth. He's like, no, my mom. And she, the original one from the number one uh, is hung up, and it looks like they're torturing her. So that's where that leaves off. The second story is... Watching him try to fight Spider the Woman. Yeah, like... Fog. Fog. Yeah. It's is, is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I read this one last night while quite intoxicated. So um, the second one was a Spider Woman story right after she had a baby. It's revealed that, oh, they have footage of Spider Woman without the mask on. And she's like, well, that's not me. They find out it's this college kid that did it as a prank. I guess this is supposed to take place like now because it's internet famous. So it went viral. 
Uh, she ends up getting killed, this girl, um, and everyone thinks that she was Spider-Woman, and now it's like, oh, this other one's an imposter. Uh, kind of stupid story. And then the last one was about White Fox. Yes, that was the big tote for this. It was fucking terrible. It was... I now, White Fox is that Wolverine's daughter that got introduced or whatever? No. Okay. No, it's another character. Is it a new one? I don't fucking know. I've never heard of her before. I so. never did either, and it's... Uh, I, I don't know what the, I couldn't tell you what the story is about. It was that fucking horrendous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she uh, shows right. up in uh, Clash of Champions. She was introduced. Clash of Champions number one. They did have that at the start of the story. Okay. All right. Is that it for Marvel? I don't have any more. Jimmy, do you remember? Ghost Spider you number one. Nobody read it. I didn't I read it. I didn't read it either. But that wasn't that. That, that, that I wanted to. I wanted. I, I to did. I wanted to give stuff. it a chance yeah. because now because this is where she goes into the main the universe. Main yep. universe. Yeah. But nope. I do not have anything else. So on to DC. All righty. So big book this week. Huge book has Huge. everyone talking. Everyone talking. Nightwing sixty three. Yes. Nightwing so 63. Nightwing sixty three. Because I did read it. Oh, look at you go. Uh-huh. Um, we have Talon trying to track down... Well, he has tracked down Rick Grayson. He's looking how to get leverage on Right. Him. And Rick has no memory of him whatsoever. He's in the ca- back of the cab at one point talking to him. And um, Also, um, we don't have the books. So I can't credit the artist. Different artist on this. And it well. was a step up. A step up, but there was some weird... There were some weird anatomy things that threw me yeah. off. Like, there was a couple times that Rick Grayson had the longest fucking upper body I've ever seen. Everything else was excellent. Well, he is an acrobat, so. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, we got the whole, uh, um, we got the breakdown now. Uh, yep. We have Nightwing Gold, Nightwing Red, Nightwing uh, Blue. Blue, and Prime. And Prime, yep. My problem, okay, as much as I have been enjoying this story arc. Do they summon the Nightwing Zord? Is... That even though he says this is not my lifestyle, he's constantly tagging along. Like he says, he has to go instead of ignoring some of this stuff. Yeah, and even his girlfriend at this point has just kind of accepted. Like, yeah. Okay, you're a superhero now. Yeah. So like, if we're gonna just have him bouncing along, on because they even said at one point we need to get you a costume. He's like, no, nope, just along for the ride. Come on, just turn him he, back in a nightwing. He's going to get his memory back. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, and I think that's what Talon might be there as as a vehicle for. Yeah, and I mean he has mystical power so that could possibly yeah. happen. Um, um but Talon ends up going after X-Wing Zack, X-Wing yep. Blue, and he throttles the shit out of him. Oh, th- and this is really the first loss that they've been handed. Yeah. Um actually hangs him to leaves him to die but they're able to save him. Well, Rick Rick gets there yep. and does his thing and cuts him down. And he he's got like a knife in the leg, a knife in the the shoulder, oh, a knife hit. in the arm. Yeah. Um. And in the meantime, there's these rolling blackouts that are going on, and who walks into the bar? But Talon. Talon. So, um, so uh, obviously that's going to lead to the next one. I, I I'm really enjoying the writing on this. Yeah, uh, it's since done well. Da- Dan Jurgens has taken this over. Um. I think you would actually enjoy this, Josh, just because the writing's when, good. When he becomes Dick again, I will reread the whole thing. You know, Josh likes it thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And it's got to be. I a don't care enough to read dick. it as it's coming out. 
I want to get it over with, with real quick and then get right back to Dick. He likes Dick. What do you want? He wants to go right to the Dick. Yeah. All right. So the big DC book that came out this week is. Oh, Superman Year One. It's literally big. <laughs> yeah, it's big. It is. Um, it is pretty big. Can, can we summarize this? Uh, you two didn't read it, did you? No, I didn't get this. Why would I? This is this right now. <laughs> This is, is Superman Year One number two. This, if you thought the first one was batshit, this one, this series, this is, I, I, hate I this I'm book. making my first, nom- I'm making my first nomination for this year's Rehabies. I'm putting Superman Year One up for the Slot Bendis Memorial Award. I don't think it's going to beat out Fantastic Four, twelve and thirteen, though. Probably I'm not. Tell you right no, now, no. Look, there's no way. I, I hate and love this book. One, it's terrible. But now it's so bad that it's a novelty. You have to read it, yeah. Again, it's kind of like when uh, no, when, I would um, rather I'd Neil rather... Adams did Dead Man for that six issue run. Wow, it was bad. Listen, from from what I've been reading about this, and what you guys have been telling me, I think I would rather have my eye surgery reversed <laughs> than read this. It's like watching a a car wreck in slow motion, where nobody really gets hurt, but like it's, been there, it's, seen it. It's. He joins the Navy. All right. He's joining the Navy in the last one. He's in it now. He's in the Navy now. And he's perfect. He's perfect. For whatever reason, he still looks like a. He somehow, somehow, John Reiner Jr. cannot draw kids, but then he can't draw Clark as an adult in the Navy where he still looks like a huge headed kid. Yeah. How the fuck is that possible? He does it. He does the impossible, um, but he just he just completely dominates any sort of like physical endurance test or anything like that. He he's the best shot with a gun, because um, you know that's what Superman's known for. Uh, but come on, he grew up in Kansas. You don't think he picked up a well, gun? Well, that's at what one they, point. that's what they say. He, he he practiced shooting it at squirrels. Yeah, at squirrels or whatever. Um, he ends up one night hearing songs coming from the ocean, and then he sees mermaids. And he dives into the ocean. And he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to breathe this water. And he does. He can breathe underwater. Um, swims down to the the mermaids. Hangs out with them for a while. Realizes that a... Helps them rebuild Atlantis. Because a, a submarine had crashed into it. Um, and Where was Aquaman during all this? He's not in it at all whatsoever. You think you're going to get Aquaman. You don't get Aquaman. What you instead get is some weird incest shit. Because weird is this is fucking creepy as fuck. It, yeah, if you think it gets weird, it gets weirder. He fucks a mermaid, goes back, gets reprimanded for it, goes on a mission. Um, where they kill everyone. Where they kill all these terrorists that are like, they, they, this oil tanker's out, out out in the sea, and it's being hijacked by terrorists. And Look, Not terrorist pirates. Look at me. I'm the captain yeah. of the ship now. And <laughs> they're, they're still in boot camp, but they're like, oh, we're the closest people to the ship, so we're going to send you... Greenhorns out there to take care of it, and they're like, Wait, "No, no, you don't. Do do you go out? Like boot camp doesn't happen in the navy on the sea, does it? Well, no. This is uh, this is sea- seal training now. Okay, yeah. So they send them out, and they go in, and all the people that worked on the a boat are are dead. Um, th- there's some terrorists there, and uh, pirates. Yeah, they're pirates. Um, they shoot them all in the head. Clark gets a, 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 a lined up shot, but he just bumps him in the head with the butt of his with the the muzzle of his of his rifle, and they start yelling at him like, "Dude, we we need to drop bodies." Um, 
This one guy pulls a grenade and is ready to just blow everyone up, and Clark grabs it and lets it blows it up blows it up in his hands. It must have been a dud. And he's like, "Oh, it must have been a dud." When there's a huge explosion, and the terrorist or the pirate, you know, clutches his head because his ears drums popped, and then they just stand around while this guy's like, who just tried to kill them all, is still standing, and they're like, "You should have killed the guy." Well, I mean. I understand you're not going to make Superman kill anybody, but the other guys, I don't think they would hesitate for a second once they have a shot on the guy to just shoot him in the head. Yeah, if one hesitates, the other one's just going to get to the next line of shot. But he technically saved all their lives, and they're like, look, what you did was was heroic, but we can't have anyone disobeying orders sort of thing. We're going to discharge you from, from the Navy. Um, Even though we put you on a mission that you should have never been on. Yeah. Yeah. So they give him his stuff, and the one guy was like, hey... I've seen you do some incredible shit. I know you're special. Hopefully you're one of the good guys and you're out there going to fight. You're going to fight on our side. And he's like, yep. He's like, all right, well, the gate's over there. He's like, nope. I'm not going to take Jumps the gate. Jumps the fence and... Jumps the fence and walks into the ocean and swims... We're, we're just getting started. Oh, here. yeah. There's still like another 20 pages. He swims down, meets with the girl that he banged, the mermaid, and she's like, you got to meet my dad. Oh, by the way, my dad is Poseidon. So Poseidon's down there and... Uh, he's like, oh, right. he suddenly just comes up with a Superman suit. Yeah, it was in his it was in his knapsack the entire time he was in the Navy SEAL boot camp. Is Poseidon dressed like a greaser? No, this is the bodyguard for Atlantis, which he didn't have to fight previously, but now because he wants to bang the princess, he has to fight this thing, which he very easily defeats it, walks in. What happened to the, that he was so heartbroken about uh, Lana? Doesn't happen at all. Doesn't mention Doesn't Lana. Mention that her at name all. is not in this at all whatsoever. Um... Poseidon hates his fuck hates his fucking guts immediately, and he's like, "Look, if you're gonna, um, you got to prove yourself." So he sends they send they send everything at him. They send a leviathan after him. They send um, like electric spears at him and shit. And he just shrugs it off because he's F- super. Finally, they release the kraken. The kraken attacks him. Eats it him. turns it turns out to be a baby kraken. Which yeah, he gets eaten. He spits it back up, and then the mommy kraken shows up and is like, oh, "I'm gonna fuck shit up now," and uh, he still isn't defeated. And uh, Poseidon's like, look, my wife is dead. I'm going to make my daughter my new wife. And it's like, well, well he, hang on he a looks second. at the daughter. Fuck? He's like, you'll never have another man. You have responsibilities here. And one of those responsibilities is, is banging your dad. It's like, okay, what yep. the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, but Poseidon eventually realizes he can't beat this fucking guy. So he just swims away. And, and now, and now Clark, Clark is, is king, of, king Atlantis. of Atlantis. The fuck is this yeah. shit? Yeah. So yes, this is far and away above Fantastic Twelve and Thirteen <laughs> as the lead runner for the Slot Bendis Memorial. Do, do you Award. think Bendis and Slot get together at night and over a cold beer and just come up with ways they can fuck up characters? Look, this is a when Bendis. The fir- when this the first issue Frank came out, Miller. this is Frank Miller and John. Frank Ramita. Miller, yeah, John. Ramita. Yeah, Frank remember how Miller. we? Said, I said on the first the first issue, I was like, Junior, this should be fucking awful the first issue wasn't fucking awful but now we're starting to see what these two are capable of and it is failing in spectacular They're finally showing their hand i i love how bad this is this that, that it just uh, it sounds like a this is so this crazy. is so bad we might have to add a name to the award <laughs> yeah um or this, de- this deserves its or own two. special like we need like a crazy old man award, and the and the best part of it is, it's not just the writing. The art is just as horrendous. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I mean, there's no depth to any of the female characters. Like the one that he falls in love with, he loves just because she's the hottest and she sings 
to him. Yep. That's that. That's the the only characterization we get out of her at all whatsoever. Um. It, oh my god, it's so bad. All right. So, so now are we really going to do the, the big book? The big DC book of the week. I guess. Event Leviathan <laughs> Black Mask number one. No, that's year, Tom, the, year of the Villain. Or Year of the Villain. Year of the Villain, yeah. Written by Tom Taylor. I didn't read it. I didn't, I didn't read, read it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the final one. The final speculator one book of the week. Possibly the year. Possibly. This thing. That, I mean, as I'm all lathered up, if, if in it, a if rather it, if it sticks, messy tizzy. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah. If it what? sticks, so Batman seventy seven. I mean, do we want to give a spoiler with this review or not? If they haven't heard it already. Oh my god, it was in the news. I think it was a, like it was, like it was spoiled Tuesday already. Yeah, yeah, Monday. Okay, fine, just do it. City of Bane Part Three. Um. Starts off with Gotham Girl approaching Damn. Robin, Damien. What do you think of Gotham Girl's new costume? I like it. I, I, it, looks, I dig it. it looks too much like spoiler for me. Okay, I can see that, yeah. Other than that, I don't have a problem with it. Um, Like, it's almost identical to spoiler if she had a hood. But other than that, we, sure. Do we know why Gotham Girl turned bad? or? Well, she's been bad. Yeah, um, I forget why but, exactly. But rem- remember, was when, it a psycho pirate? Well, psycho pirate's part of it, but she needs the venom. Was part of her experiments to keep her brother alive. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, so then she got in with Bane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then psycho pirate probably has that control as well. Um. So because Damien broke the rules because none of the Bat family can be in Gotham, right? Yep. That was the rules that were established. No, no, no heroes at all. At all. No heroes. I but, thought it was but, the Bat family. Well, no, no heroes are allowed in Gotham. But if any of the Bat family come they kill, in, they'll kill Alfred. Oh, is what was that? It was just that. Oh, okay, yep. I thought it was just the. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. So she goes after him, and he he dodges, and he's like, "Listen, all I was trying to do was get close enough to you," and, and he. He's, so he pulls a little he magic. He pulls off. out the wand of Clarion and and does some Zatara magic and you know has her all backwards, kind of chained up, yeah, bound yeah. up, and it was awesome. And then um, he confronts old Grandpa, or he he's the first one to really call it out. I'm gonna stick with the Gotham side of it, and then we'll get to the other side. Yeah, okay. Um, he. He calls it out. He's like, "You're well, not." He, he, well, Scarecrow and um, uh, who's the other one? Zaz. Oh, Victor's ass. Oh, Zaz. Um, there. Uh, there's an ordinance that there's a minimum three foot leash on a, law on your dog. And they're gonna kill a dog, and he just jobs him, which he should. Yeah, Damien should job these, you know, mid level because again, he grew up with the league of assassins mm-hmm. yeah for so. sure i i don't really buy him job in gotham girl but well he didn't really he just dodged her long enough to get her close i don't know they're powerful she's powerful enough to beat the justice league but not damien um, shut up josh i'm just saying so anyway <laughs> he confronts he confronts, confronts thomas, 
Thomas Wayne. And he's the first one to call out, like, you are not my you're grandpa. Not, yeah, you do not exist. Not him. It's like, you're a yeah. shitty you're a shitty Batman. You let your wife become the Joker, for fuck's sake. And then let her die. And then let her die. Yeah. And then gave up your entire universe for a button. It was great. Oh, yeah. This is the first yeah, time, I, I, this I is really the first time I've really liked Damien. I'm yeah. like, yeah. even though he's yes. fucking up the whole time because he's going to get Alfred killed. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they, they fight, and he's like, no, you're going to And, of course, Grandpa does take the kid down. And uh, they have um, Damien kind of bounded up and, uh, and you know, and, and, and there's Bane explaining gonna... to him, hey, this was the deal. And, and there it, we go. We find out that it wasn't their rule. It's what Alfred put it, had suggested. Alfred suggested it because. To keep them safe. And, and you know, he, he goes, I know what you're thinking. This is going to bring the entire Bat family, da- you know, in. But I have you now as a hostage. Right. Yeah. Snaps Alfred's neck. And uh, that's so, it going crack. And uh, so we possibly have the death of Alfred, which is in here. To my knowledge, has only happened one other time. And, and it's it was before. Clayface. No, 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 it was. I thought uh, it was Clayface. No, no, he was killed off. He was killed off and long. then he became uh, a oh God. This was like 60s, maybe. Yes. Oh, God. It's been a while since I've read some of the old stuff but he was killed off um but he was actually kept alive and then turned into a super villain uh with his knowledge of who batman and robin were well and then he was off the book for the longest time well he was off but he was kind of this hand behind like he was sending all these right. people out. um they brought him back right around the time of the tv show coming out because the yep. tv show was gonna have ref- alfred you're right um and then they snapped him out of it, and he had no memory of all the bad stuff he did, so he was never really dead. But that was before, obviously, the crisis, which, before the crisis, he was a fail, originally a failed detective, and then was part of a royal family that, on his dad's deathbed, he was, what, supposed to serve the Waynes, and he that's when he became a butler for them, and he found out Batman was Bruce Wayne by accident. It wasn't until post-crisis that he became the butler that raised him, correct? I believe so. Am I right? My DC lore? Yeah. Yeah. So this wasn't... So obviously his death the first time wouldn't have had the effect that this death will have. Right. Um, But then we also get Batman and Selina stuff. Which um, Bruce wakes up. And he's like, I didn't get back. And she's like, no, no." you just don't get it. And then he's pretty much pretty stubborn about it and, and he's and finally going fully recovered and he's she's like we can do this but, but we we're you're gonna have to do my way yeah i'm gonna well, have he's to show like, you she's how like, you can't go back you'll die and he'll say you know i'll, I'll die you know An in Gotham, like, my, like my mom and my father or my my mother and father and i'll it will be a good death we think is a reference to uh dark knight returns he says he's yep. gonna have a good death yeah. so um so I guess they're going back, and 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 Catwoman is going to go with them because she puts on the Catwoman suit. You know, yeah, I just I just thought about this. We've seen a lot of deaths of Alfred lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, There's did, like he, two or three. He died in White Knight. He died in White Knight. He died in uh, uh, last, last night on Earth. Earth. He just died in Deceased. Yeah. He died in uh, this was a while ago, but he died in Justice. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that sets it off. Uh, Superman kills him in Injustice, doesn't he? Yeah, when he's trying yeah, to get back. Yeah, but they br- they br- they bring him back um, yeah. by putting him in the Lazarus pits, I think. But um, 
As much as I don't buy Damien beating Gotham Girl, I don't buy Thomas Wayne. I don't beating either. That, I have a problem. with I that. mean, I don't even buy Thomas Wayne being a great Batman. I mean, obviously because of other things, but like he 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 was an old man who was a doctor up until he became Batman. He wasn't Batman his whole life. It's like a few years, it seems. So, but I don't buy him being this, I, I guess this the, I powerful. Guess the but theor- I guess the theory with that is he grew up in a world that was so much rougher than anything that I this guess. universe has. Let me tell you right now, if your grandpa showed up in fighting shape against you, he'd probably whoop your ass. I mean, they're both they're both dead, so... I mean, yes, one of them will be he was a Marine, but they're both dead now, so... So he's okay. Unless unless alternate universe Marine Grandpa showed up. Yeah, he probably could kick my ass. Yeah, I'm saying. I know if my grandfather was here, God rest his soul. But I wasn't I wasn't raised by the League of Assassins, is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, if if I was raised by, you know, the Navy SEALs. <laughs> I don't think he would look like that. No. no. <laughs> just, probably banging mermaids saying. instead of doing a podcast. Probably. Yeah. I think that's Come a pretty- king of hey. Atlantis. Hey, fish girl. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here and you're here, and there's really nothing to do. It's low tide, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, he can't talk underwater. All the mermaids are telepathic. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that part. Uh, this is my runner-up for pick. pick Agreed. Um, I think I'm making this a pick of the week because, man, wow. it was really good. Bold move. I, this I was, think this I am. Was, this is one I read this. Um, it was the first thing I read this week. Because I didn't want to be spoiled, I found out that there was a copy out that someone uploaded it like Monday night, Tuesday onto Reddit. And like they're like, oh, big spoilers. I'm like, well, I need to avoid these fuckers. So I read it then just to get it out of the way. And I, I messaged him right away. I'm like, pull everything. Pull fucking every single one you have. Yeah, well, we have a 9-8 nine, nine, graded one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of bummed I didn't get the A cover on this. We didn't I, have them. We yeah, have I know them. you sold out. I I talked yeah. to you. Yeah, remember we I was the other them. side of that conversation. Yep. We didn't I, I know them. the memory ain't really there, but you you just be lucky. I was nice enough to give you up the B copy that was on the shelf that you missed. <laughs> it was 10. supposed to be in my box. I was trying to get the nine point eight. <laughs> that that didn't that didn't stop me. I was going to pay ten dollars for it. No, he was supposed to have it. I guess. Yeah, it's thirty five at the show, so that's yeah, there was only I think Bob was the only one that had it. He had it at thirty five. Yeah. Nobody else had it. I looked. Nobody else had new books there. At that I'm show. surprised he didn't sell it. Well, no, yeah. th- his nine eight copies are nine now nine eights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got nine nine eights too. Yeah, what two of each? Two of the eight mm-hmm. coming. Two. Of yeah, the they eight. all they all came in nine eights. Yeah. Yep. All so, right. Any other DC? I don't have anything nope. else. All right, on to right. independent. Once to again, everything else out. Numbers DC books. They just no. They they've been. Uh, this week was really bad for DC as far as what chip. Of course, it didn't. Was Superman was last week, right? Super the fiasco. Superman, Supergirl, and Supergirl was, was yep, last. Week. That was last week. Yeah. So they 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 didn't chip out a lot this week. Yeah. Alrighty then. Any independents? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do um, Middle West. Number. Oh, I didn't read it yet. Ten. I was going to read it. You, I don't want to do, do do another one. I want to read this. All one. right, then not Middle West. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I want to read this. You one. had you all week. Yeah, you don't do? come prepared, and now you want to freaking us to wait on you at the last minute. Yeah, I do. 
uh, Vampirella number two. Why yes. do that one? Because look at that. Look at that art gym hey, cover. These covers are amazing. I think the first issue. They're the, making the a statue cover, of that. The regular cover was uh, Frank I'm Cho with uh, Alex Ross is doing variant covers on these, and they're amazing. Um, uh, J. Scott Campbell's doing the next Yeah, one. they have like a cosplay cover too every once in a while. Um, but uh, this was dumb. Just as dumb as the first one. Not Actually, not as dumb as the first one. There is one funny part here. I don't know what's happening in this book, but at one point she goes speed dating. And when she's on the speed dating thing, um, there's three guy, three people in a row that she meets. One is this black guy that he always says, I digs me some white chicks. Then he cuts to like this old white woman with blonde hair and like pearl necklace. And she says, I digs me some white chicks. And then we get this old Asian guy and he's like, I digs me some white chicks. <laughs> like all three in a row. That was funny. Everything else, crap. The whole thing's I've crap. I always wanted to do speed dating. Not for the actual dating aspect. Just I for the see, funny stories. I yeah. just want to see how many people I can piss off in a short amount of time. But the whole time he... Let I, me tell you, say hundreds, many. <laughs> if not thousands. <laughs> Yeah, I would say pretty many. Yeah, the uh, the whole time she's being uh, uh, she's talking to a shrink who looks like Samuel Jackson with like uh, an afro and like white streaks through it, and he's writing on a notepad the whole time. But then you get a glance at the notepad and all it says is "crazy vampire bitch" on it, um, and he's just talking shit on her the entire fucking time about how he doesn't know what the fuck her motives are or anything like that. Because after the speed dating thing, she walks outside after not meeting anyone of interest. This girl pulls up in a car that she's met before, and then she's just like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" So they fuck, and then so it's the female version of you. I've never done speed dating, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then there's this whole storyline with these six nuns who hunt, uh, who go after these like super wealthy people. If if they basically go after the people that Alex Jones is afraid of, the the billionaire interdimensional vampire pedophiles, he goes after them because they're literally bathing in blood, pools of blood with the fresh corpses in it and shit, and then vampires jump out of it. Who fucking knows what's happening in this book? It's fucking stupid, but... Um, and it's still not the worst book you read this week. It's not. No. I didn't even... <laughs> I don't think I finished this, but... Uh, I, I, if these covers were just the covers, like as an, a poster or whatever, I'd buy them. And hey, if this this second cover is getting a statue, that might be interesting to have. But the contents of this book is fucking not great. Dave, <sighs> the goon number four, which came after issue number five. five. Yes. And let me tell you right out, after reading this, they fucked up the shipping because. Oh, you don't think it was intentional? No, I don't think it was intentional after reading this. Because in this one, we have the story of Greedy Gut, the Hobo King. Um, what happens is there's a guy in town, and he's, he's a hobo, but he sees this speech by one of the guys that sells fishing rods and, you know, gives this, you know, give, uh, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man a fish, he'll eat forever type speech, inspires him to go, you know, become a fisherman. So he goes to try and get a job on a fishing boat. Guy won't hire him without experience. So he tries to go to school for fishing. They want like $1,500 up front to go to school. He doesn't have no money. So he goes back to the guy that's, you know, giving this speech. And he says, you know, would you donate me a rod? I'll pay you back when I, you know, after I, you know, learn how to fish and I get some money. And like 
the crowd, like the, the guy's like, this is what I'm talking about. Leeches on society and stuff like that. They stomp the shit out of him to the point where it rattles his brain that he can't speak anymore. So he collapses in an alley, meets another bum who had the same thing happen to him, only they crushed his legs. So now he's like that guy going around on a cart in New York City. Um, and they hear this nursery rhyme. Uh, Sleepy says, uh, slow down. Or Sleepy says something. It's, it's a nursery rhyme throughout the whole book, but it's basically leading them to the hobo jungle. They go into the hobo jungle to find Greedy Gut to get something to eat, and he drowns them, but they call it a baptism. They come up as these hulking guys. Um, so the guy that they, they go back to the fisherman's mansion and they end up beating him. Uh, Greedy Gut's a cannibal. So the son of this guy goes to, who's a snotty rich kid, goes to the goon, wants him to hunt down Greedy Gut. And the goon's like, no, I ain't got to fucking do it. You know, because you didn't come to me with respect. You expect me to do this. So he goes, yeah, but we should, you know, the, the buddy's like, we, we should keep an eye on Greedy Gut. He's been getting out of hand. He goes, I'll go get my uh, hobo whacking pipe. <laughs> so, uh, the, the hobos are running muck, stealing pies off of shells and stuff. And, you know, the goon ends up fighting. Well, they, they find a baker that had some of his pies stolen. Greedy gets, got, got him half in his mouth. Apparently, he's like a snake and can dislodge his jaw. Um, And uh, Mike whacks him in the knee and he <laughs> ends up spitting him out. Um, they figure out that, you know, this nursery rhyme, like, slows whoever they're fighting down, you know, uh, makes them sleepy. So, Greedy Guts kind of getting the best of them until, uh, Mike smacks the other two, uh, guys in the throat with the pipe and crushes their windpipe. So, they can't say the nursery rhyme. And the goon beats Greedy Guts. But what I was getting to was, the reason I don't think it's intentional with the, uh, inversion of the numbers is... There's a scene at the end of here where Beelzebuz is introduced. Which, if you remember the last one, Beelzebuz was the booze that the uh, fish god was selling, turning people into zombies. So, yeah, like, I don't know, they just shipped the wrong book at the wrong time, or what? Are you done with that now? Yeah. Because I tried to drag that out as long as possible. I'm done. All right, he let's did. go. He did? I-, I was looking for a beam strong enough to hold my weight to... End it, but <laughs> I thought you liked Goon. I do like Goon. Yeah, okay. but I didn't need to give that long a fucking review <laughs> on it. Well, you could have went into your other one you read. Just he saying. was doing you a favor, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Next time, yeah, but he's yelling. Next at time, it. you don't get to read the, the fucking book that you want to read. We're just rolling right into it. That that's it. Would you like to review a book, there, Paul? No, I don't want to. Now my feelings are hurt. Suck it up. Your fucking ass is going to hurt when I put my foot in it. <laughs> Middle West number 10. It was very good. I liked it. It was. It was, it was very yeah. good. I very, we I, get a little backstory on the family. Uh, completely. Um, because uh, Abel finds his grandfather. And um, he, of course, is a he, snow monster. Yeah, but he or, seems or, like or such a snow, like, uh, snowstorm. I don't know. Are we calling them monsters or we? I don't know. I don't they, know. They yet. carry the they spirit. All, they all the, have storms. Yeah. But like he seems like such a 
Like, he doesn't seem like a dick at first, and then he really turns into a fucking asshole. So but this- that's kind of the same way Abel's father is. Right. Because Abel finds out, oh, wait, my dad did love me, and but he doesn't now, and he's, you know, and then... Founds out Grand- why. Grandpa's like... It's time to be a man. <laughs> Gonna learn you, boy. So, yeah. if this is ever made into a TV show, I I vote that if Sam Elliott can put on a little muscle mass, he'd yeah. be perfect for Grandpa. Absolutely. I read all of his lines in Sam Elliott's voice for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Um, but uh, we we get backstory on well, because clearly something happened between. Grandpa and, and Abel's dad. Uh, you think? We don't know what yet. I, or we, I guess well, he was I th- just I th- mad. You well, think no, it's all this stuff about, about his, his mother? Because it, you think it, that it was seemed it? like he, he he made it seem like uh, Abel's dad... Drove her to commit suicide. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the grandfather drove her to commit suicide because either he left the family or something yeah. and abandoned them. So his, you know, Abel's father blames the grandfather for her death. Um but um, but it seems like they were estranged before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they only saw each other because the grandfather showed up for a funeral. And like yeah. it seemed like prior to that, you never saw him. Yeah, and that's so. why she killed herself. We'll probably get the full explanation. Yeah. But but he, he's, he finds out that Abel also has the symbol on his chest. And he's like, you need to embrace that. That's oh, your he's nature. thrilled. He's thrilled about it. Um, And he's like, all right, I want to see your monster. And he's like, I don't want to do that. It, it sucks. And, you know, and, and he tries and he to turns leave. into the frost the blizzard monster and he's like this is my true self now show me yours and Abel refuses and he's like you're you're a disappointment well, just like your father yeah and he never shows him you know see his and that's why i think there's thing, so. there there was something that went went on so well, anyway, yeah he was probably an abusive father was, this was super good he's either an abusive father where he he abandoned the family to do whatever the fuck well he was military blizzard, wasn't he? blizzard guys he yeah he was in some sort of war yeah um but again, I don't know what their powers have to do with any of their family history yet. So yeah. clearly, it's inherited. But this was good. Yeah, it was super good. Bad reception number one from Aftershock, and this is uh, written and drawn by Wando, correct? Yes. Is that your last one? Um. What else? Papers. So basic premise of this book is the there's a guy marrying the I, I couldn't get past like the first four pages. I don't know how you did it. Um there's a guy that's marrying is it Instagram's like like queen of the internet type thing. Right? Like she has followers and stuff like that. But he has just finished a book about going off the grid because referencing a call back to earlier Everybody on the internet is mean, and it's encouraged to be that way. They hate everything. Nobody's good enough. But the guy who wrote the book made his, like, is a famous tech billionaire. Right. It, it's, it's fucking so um, stupid. And he's, like I said, he's marrying the queen of Instagram or whatever. Um, Once you got past that radio interview, it was basically them setting up their wedding and inviting the people that are going to be on this island. But the premise of the book is... It's an off-the-grid wedding. All their cell phones and technology are going to be locked in a safe for 24 hours while they're at this wedding. And through the whole thing running, there's a scene of a deer being stalked 
and killed, which I would assume is on the island where the wedding's being held, and apparently there's going to be a slasher that runs around killing everybody in the wedding party. That's the premise of the book. I know where you're going with the first four pages. It was hard to get through. Um, it it was just. I I I gave, I gave it a little shock because aftershock is hit or miss on their books. I think this is. A mess. I will still. I want to see this pick up because I like the premise of the book, this whole slasher theme. But if it doesn't pick up by the second one, there won't be a reading a third one. Because this was this was rough to get through. Um, I must have dropped my my tablet about twice, falling asleep reading this. And this isn't listed as a mini. As no, of now it's so it's not listed of of six or of whatever. But so. aftershock does that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they don't list them. Mo- as most of theirs are twelve part. Right. So so I want to see where the second issue goes. Um, I like the whole idea of a slasher at a wedding that nobody can get out and communicate with. But we'll see where it goes. Another number one this week, Strayed. Um, I kind of uh, read this quick before the podcast. Um, This was excellent. So um, it picks up with uh, Lou the cat, and he's exploring the universe um, to find a planet with inhabitable life that is pretty primitive um and we find out later that he's actually astral projecting uh to find these he is he a red lantern <laughs> might as well be he, he, do, he does glow red when he's going through <laughs> he is a red lantern um but he uh he wants to get back to his ship because he says uh kiara would be happy and maybe even robert uh it's it's shown that Kiara is kind of his owner, um, and they're on the ship. It's revealed that she's kind of held hostage there by this military-type group that is looking for these planets. Um, and he's like, she's like, I want to talk to the captain, or whatever his title is. And they're like, no, you, you, you don't get a chance when your appointment is. And he's, she's like, just go back to your room. And she's like, well, you mean sell, because I'm not here under my own accord. So she's kind of being uh, forced into helping. Um, Lou starts seeing some stuff with them taking over this planet and just destroying it, but it going sour and uh, the crew dying. And that's when he starts remembering things that he was experimented on and kind of given all these scientific upgrades. Um very similar to the rocket story kind of getting all those memories back so uh that was pretty cool um but kiara meets with the leader finally and she's like listen i need to know what's going on here you know that lou will only work with me and they've been keeping them apart and he's like listen we do this for the betterment of science for the betterment of our uh world and he kind of says you know if we have to take out the people that's what it is uh, they go to this planet and they find a energy source that is kind of a living energy source. And that's where I'll pick up in the next one. Uh, this was excellent. I'm definitely going to read number two. I definitely suggest reading it. I think it was probably um, not my favorite number one from Indies this week, uh, but probably the best written one. Uh, well, it was uh, it was an author that uh, was she the 
the I, same I, one. I gotta I gotta look to see because it's based off of a a novel or something a, like a, that. Yeah, a novel said, series. You had said so. that, so um, yeah, um, it seems to be world building a little bit here. So I think it's probably just the they just turned maybe into they're a comic. adapting. Yeah, yeah, so. the books. So okay, yeah, pretty cool. All right, um, let's get this out of the way. Oh, you want to get that out let's of the way? Let's get this out of the way. Uh, I just finished it. Faithless number five, which I thought was the end of this. Nope, there's six. There's six. Oh, and um, Straight is a five-part mini. Um, pretty much, Faith is having a crisis, I guess, with everything. Well, and then, well her other roommate died. Yeah, well, yeah, because he fucking killed her. <laughs> so, so um, she's having all this crisis back and forth. She finds out that her girlfriend's fucking this other guy. And, and her other friend's like, wait, so you're mad that she's him, but you're fucking your new girlfriend's dad. dad. And and she's like, yeah, I know it's fucked up. And then I'm going to cut to the chase. The girlfriend shows back up at the apartment. They. Well, she's confronted by a homeless woman who says oh, that's yeah, coming right. three. Yeah. And she's like, get the fuck away from me, you crazy bitch. Runs off. And, and then she starts painting some symbols and yep uh everything so so the girl the other girlfriend comes back and um you know while they're having sex the old woman's painting up symbols and stuff like this yeah, and some type she's of like, protection spell paint me uh with this artist and then we see at the end there's all these hands grabbing grabbing his her, girlfriend her, i, her, I her, don't that. fucking know i don't know i i didn't like this at all this one i haven't liked any of them but I, I always was like, okay, something's got to happen. <laughs> and, and it's like, wait, this is your penultimate issue leading up to, we better get some fucking answers. I, the, the writing, I, I just do not get the obsession with Brian Azzarello. Like I, I don't, I, I've given him a tra tries. I, I'll read the sixth one to see if there's any kind of payoff here, but I just don't think I get his genius. Because everyone on the internet thinks Brian Nazarello is a fucking genius, which is why I tell you the internet's full of a bunch of assholes that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I haven't heard anyone talk about that book, or oh, even even Batman Dan Beyond Bat Dick. Oh, if you see conversations like, you, if you don't get Brian Nazarello, you're like a peasant that just doesn't understand his genius. I'll I'll look for that. I don't. I don't look, I don't I don't give a fuck about Faithless, so I never read the the online reviews about it. So, alrighty, so that leads us off with the last book of the week. Pretty violent. This this was fucking great. It was good. Isn't this uh, Scotty Young's brother or something? I I couldn't find it out. Um, it's it reminds me of a Scotty Young. Yep, book. it's written Whoa. by Derek Hunter Derek and Jason Gump. Young. And Jason Young did do some work on. Uh, I hate Fairyland. Yeah. So I okay. Yeah. I, thought I don't it was... know if they're they're related or if it's just one of those things that they just happen to share the same last name or what. I couldn't find oh, anything. You mean like that. you and Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this definitely had. I. Oh, it had. Oh vibes. my God. Well, it's um, it's it's in the same kind of uh, vein. It's dark humor the written main to look is a, a, a cute girl. It's cartoony and it's overly violent for the art style. Um I didn't really I didn't really notice Batman was on the cover in the first first time I saw it. Yeah. But um it's 
it's about a, a girl that's trying to be a superhero, and in the process of saving the day, she stops, fucks stops the Hulkress from killing another villain because she thinks that the Hulkress is the villain, and then the entire crowd turns on her because all these other heroes get killed, even though she ends up saving the day and saving some of them. They fucking hate her. Well, my, my favorite one is the Iron Man character uh, comes down and she, like, takes him out. They're like, you fucking kill me. He, like, steps out of the suit and he's, like, starts quote And she just fucking decapitates him with a punch. Yeah, because he, like, he gets out of the suit after she punches the robot's head off. And they're like, you killed me- mechanics now. What the fuck? You're terrible. And then he comes out of the suit and he's like, no, I'm actually alive. But, yeah, you got those other people killed. And she's like, you know what? I'm fucking sick of fuck it at this you. point. Just punches his head clean off. Um, she then runs into uh, this guy who is also a new superhero. Dig Dug. Yeah, who's, who's basically digging for the secret villain underground base. And she's like, you're fucking stupid. Why don't you try to do something? Why don't we keep up? She's like, no, I'm going to keep digging. She's like, well, fuck you then. So then she goes off to... Um, and I think she actually says, well, fuck you then. She goes yeah, off to try to save does. the day yeah. again. There's a giant magma creature... And in the process of trying to save the day again, she hits it in the face with, like, an electric pole, which makes it explode and it kills everybody. Well, you gotta... There's a little girl in the building. Yeah. That's cheering her on. That's yeah. cheering her on. She's like, hey, she's tr- here we go. I got a fan. This will be my first fan. Which she and inadvertently she's gets ripping. people killed constantly and, she, and then takes the blame yeah, for it. She, what, rips open the molten creature's, like, yep. stomach... And he throws lava, up. Lava pours out <laughs> and, and just melts them melts, all. Melts, yeah, and then that girl gets killed. The girl was, so. yeah, going to be a fan of hers, and yeah. she gets her killed. Uh, but she gets, if the explosion sends her flying, and then she falls so far, she goes through the ground and ends up in the secret villain base at the end. And you find out that the it's secret her, villains are her family. Her family, yeah. And I guess she, we find out in the second story, I guess, which was kind of backstory, backstory. that she didn't fit in with her family so much yeah and i like the backstory because it's like she comes from the future and he's like i know you're just fucking playing it's like look you're so young you can't be from 50 it's like you've clearly never heard of exfoliating and, and when kills we go all to modern times there she is exfoliating yeah so this was good sure. this is good yeah put, I, it, put I, it on my poll list yeah, i didn't i, I added totally on my forgot this was coming well. out uh, I, I dug this all righty, so that's everything this week, right? That is everything. On to Meteor. I don't know, anything happened in Marvel Meteor news this week well, at all? D23 was yesterday and today, and I think they beat out their announcements at San Diego. Right? Uh, that's what everybody's saying. Uh, they have dethroned San Diego with their announcements. So... um. Three new series were announced. There's a She-Hulk. There Moon Knight. Moon Knight. And Miss Marvel. And Miss Marvel, which has sent shit way crazy. Except for the first, Moon Knight really didn't jump as much as I thought it would. No, not at all. Not yet. Which, I mean, it was already a pretty... And he wants to buy my copy, let me know. <laughs> I, I have one. We saw, um, we saw the Eternals costumes. And well, which looked pretty cool. Friday it was leaked that Kit Harrington signed on to join the Marvel Universe, which everyone was assuming they found their Wolverine. Wolverine, which I said to Paul yesterday, I said, "I don't see Kit as Wolverine. I can kind of see it. He's perfect. He's, he's short. He's, he's short. short, and he's got the he can pull off the hairstyle. 
but nope, he's playing the Black Knight in the Eternals. Uh, the whole Eternals oh. cast was announced. Um, I don't think there are any surprises, really. Um, everything else was kind of leaked. Um, and then today they announced the release date of Black Panther number two, but did not release a title or a villain yet. It's like 2022 or something like that, right? Yep. 2022. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> not much of an announcement. Uh, but I, we got a trailer for the Mandalorian movie and Star Which Wars stuff. So good. Um, and we got uh, Edwin McGregor's coming back to be Obi-Wan in a miniseries or something That like was that? announced last week, yeah. Is that something on the Disney app, yep, too? Yep, that's yeah. all going to yep. be Disney yeah. Plus. Um, so Disney Plus is, is shaping up to be a pretty fucking big deal. Yeah, considering you can get that Hulu and ESPN Plus for 13 bucks. Yeah, really. All righty. Any other Marvel media news happened this week? Uh, twenty ninety nine versions of Conan, Fantastic Four, and The Punisher plus more will be coming in November. Yep. Is that it? I don't know. Is that it? You you can add to this. I can add to this. Nothing about I don't know. Little problem with Spider Man. <laughs> No, there's no problem with Spider-Man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tom Holland's not going to talk about it tomorrow, so why should we? <laughs> Tom Holland's not going to talk about it. He's not even showing up, is he? No, he is. Uh, so far, there's no confirmation that he's canceled. They're going on with it. So, so yeah, the, the rumors are that Sony and Marvel uh, have come to an impasse and are splitting uh, with the kind of co-work they're doing on Spider-Man movies. Which really puts Tom Holland in a weird spot because his contract is signed with Marvel, not Sony. So, well, I thought he was signed for five movies. No, he, he got five movies. He was yeah. in Civil, Civil War, War, Infinity, Infinity War, War, Endgame, and, and the two, two Spider-Man Spiders. movies. No, six movies. He has one left on the contract. I thought it was only five. Nope, he has one movie left on the contract, and that's where everyone's like, we don't know what the hell's going to happen because... He has another movie on the contract, but he can no longer well, play. Especially the way they left this Spider, you know, this last Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The way it, they left it sit, it was just like it's got to continue because it's a it's going to be a huge ripple effect. Yeah. And they can't just like, oh yeah, we forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. I think Disney's just gonna say fuck it and buy Sony now. But. Uh, it almost be worth it. I'm just wondering because it's not all Spider-Man stuff is under Sony's banner. There's some stuff that leaks over. Do they have the rights to Ben Riley? There was a chart, and I don't think I seen. Maybe that's their way around it. Bringing in the clone. <laughs> Bring in the clone. I'd be okay with that because I didn't. While the two Spider-Man movies were okay, I didn't think they were good Spider-Man movies. They were the first one was like Iron Man Light, and then the second one we don't get a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. We get Euro Trip Spider-Man. We didn't get we didn't get a good New York City Spider-Man story. And I think that's just because they were overdone. I mean, we got five other ones that were true. Um. So yeah, uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, we'll ask Tom tomorrow at the panel. <laughs> yeah, us and everyone else, and he'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Probably my favorite news of the week. What if he comes out and he's like, I'm not Tom Holland, I'm a clone of Tom Holland, and I'll be playing Ben Riley in the next Spider-Man movie? Uh, well, the 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 Close box seven. the box of what amazing two no three sixty five yeah. yeah with the first appearance of Spider Man tw- or uh, no no wait what is oh Clone Spider would be one forty nine yeah sure so yeah, I'll, f- I'll be happy my favorite news in media this week anyway yes Death Row Records has been sold did anyone see who they bought them no. I could let you guess all night. You won't come up with this one. Hasbro Toy Company. <laughs> really? <laughs> Bought Death Row. So I can get my Suge Knight action figure now. <laughs> I mean, come on. That is the greatest fucking... I just love it. Well, they do own Magic the Gathering. Um... Garth Ennis has signed on for two new Punisher series. Where, oh, yeah, you, we were talking about that well, yesterday. Well, Pun- Punisher is supposedly getting an army of Marvel superheroes to work with him, so we'll see where that goes. And that's the Ennis line? Yep. It's one of his two. Oh, okay. Sure, I'm down. Um, Love me some Garth Ennis Punisher. Bob Odenkirk confirmed this week that they are done. He's the I, it's like he just like saying penis, and yeah. so that's you know, <laughs> it's like we all said Ennis, and then you're right there. Yeah, Enus. I like me some Ennis. <laughs> so, so Garth Ennis and Mark Millar walk into a bar, and Dave doesn't get either one of their attention because he doesn't know how to say their fucking names. Uh, Bob Odenkirk confirmed that the Breaking Bad movie has finished shooting. Yeah, that was like a total secret, right? Yeah, I didn't know like about nobody, it like that, yeah. they filmed the whole movie and well, nobody the, well, knew. The, no, we, I think we, they filmed did. it, but they did announce they were doing a movie. Okay, I, I've actually, I, I think that, we covered this on media in one of our former podcasts. I think he said it. It, it was also taking up most of the time that would have been used to film the next season of Better Call Saul. Right, that's why it was taking so long to come yeah. out. Um, and then I believe the final thing I have, and I shared this with the group because according to science, I'm going to live forever. Alcohol, coffee, and being overweight might help you live longer. Oh, me and you are going to live forever. See, he's had it all right. This healthy living bullshit. Totally wrong. I mean, what's, what's Paul's diet? I mean, look. We just had this on an earlier podcast about how if you drink more than six beers a week, that it was going to take 15 minutes off of your life. And we well, figured he out have been dead 10 years. Ago. We did the math. And yes, he should have been dead 10 years ago. So what is it? It takes off your life or makes you live long. Well, I'm still living. So clearly I disproved the first one. OK, I think but that's just out of pure spite. Partially. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I give him that. Um, on the He Dead bandwagon there, Richard Williams, the animator for Roger Rabbit, uh, he died at uh, 86. I think that was the only one real big one uh, this week. 
We don't have any late breakers like uh, Peter Fonda last week. Yeah. That it? That's all yeah. I got. That's all I got. All right. End it. End it. All right. Well, thanks for living. Oh, uh, living. Living. Thanks for living. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you for living. Because he's that, living. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, he's, he's almost lying. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing us any favors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's, and he's not doing Who, Josh any favors. He's, Jimmy wants the elbow room. Um, all right. So thanks for l- listening to the comic book. Just wow. It's okay. He's Jimmy, not going to edit Jimmy, it out. do the edit. Yeah. Do, do the ending. Oh. Do the ending. Just do the do, ending. Do, do the edit? Do the ending. All me. right. I'm Paul. I'm the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. Just Josh. All right. Be good to each other.